Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. We're back live here on the Soda Pod YouTube channel. Uh, quickly, Josh, before we run down the central, talk about that last promo that we <laughs> just showed our viewers here because Hoppy had the pleasure to go and check it out. Yes, he, he also was showing off that beautiful glass as uh, well. Talk ultimate a little Vikings. Bit about ultimate, Vikings game day. The Ultimate Vikings game day experience. It's the only way to watch a professional football game. Um, we create it's an interactive experience you're into it the whole time you're having fun and uh most importantly we're winning the game i mean whenever we get together and there's a jumbotron outside it's a party we got two more left this year one is october 9th the other is october 30th um otherwise you can check our website for indoor ultimate vikings game day experiences which are still awesome but they're just a little bit more weather appropriate appropriate by being inside <laughs> isha will be there for october 30th oh it's gonna be wild cannot be, wait um, sneak peek we haven't even or we haven't even talked about this yet but that'll be the debut of parlor's food trailer at our uh tap room they're going to be basically having a separate you know like specialized kitchen for our tap room it's gonna be fucking wild parlor mm-hmm. at parlor at the lake I'm gonna have to pace myself with the food because I definitely have to get those. What were those dumplings we got, Hoppy? Or what did there? We went to Asian food? Bistro, the greatest Chinese food that you will ever find. Yeah, they'll um, be around for a while. They'll they'll be there. But uh, real quick, because uh, Josh, thank you so much for being with us this whole time. I know you got a jet here in a minute, so uh, real quick before we bounce through all this, just give us your thoughts in general on the Minnesota Wild, so we can let you run. First off, is that a is that a Minnesota Wild like man bear pig? It is, yes. That that's the best thing my wife's ever made. Can we please make that the actual logo for the Minnesota Wild? Because I'd I think cry. that's more appropriate. That's <laughs> I would so cry. great. The chat is loving uh, it, by the way. <laughs> if, that, if that's cool, like I'll make we'll make a back channel t shirt out of that. It'd be a soda pod, fucking man bear pig, Minnesota Wild. That's, you you that's might have collab. to get permission from South Park if you're going to monetize it, but fair enough. I think they might appreciate it. They would understand. Just spell, just add like a, a period or spell one of the, just spell it off or something and you'll be good. Yeah. I'll help you out there. <laughs> um, So the central here, huh? I think it looks pretty standard based on where we finished at last year. I don't think there's much change. Um, Like St. Louis, I think St. Louis, St. Louis, Dallas and Nashville, that really could be the only like, flippity floppy situation going on here uh ultimately i do think st louis is going to be uh the third seat overall over dallas and their blue line's a little thin though don't you think (laughs) super weak right (laughs) i don't know i think that i think they're going to be solid i mean i I, nick uh like he thrived on that team and i think that the team really thrived when they picked him up at the end of the season and it's a solid blue line. They know their role. They're not going to be too flashy. They're going to be consistent. Bennington knows what's in front of them. And 
that's going to be a solid core. And yeah, you lose Perron, but I mean, fucking Riley Thomas and uh, Cairo, those guys need to step up. So I'm, I'm banking on them stepping up and maintaining that Blues presence, not necessarily to the point where I think they're going to be thrust into the top two because, I mean, the top two are definitely the Avalanche and the Wild through and through. You can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Okay, Josh, do you need to run? I can stay for a few more. All right, he can stay for a few more. All right, real quick then, uh, Travis, anything that looks off here? I was just looking at mine. I think this is really close. I think I was uh, about the same with Josh. I think maybe there's uh, like St. Louis, Dallas, Nashville. I think that could kind of flip-flop a couple different ways. But um, I did have the wild one over the abs. But, I mean, I do think they're the clear top two. Um, yeah, I didn't have much different than what's here. All right, Z, what makes you upset about this one? Nothing really. I think I put St. Louis two and Minnesota three. And then is that an Atlanta Thrashers logo, by the way? Yes, yes. <laughs> I like to have fun with these. All right. <laughs> if you haven't noticed with the Anna, the the Mighty Ducks logo as well, and yeah, trying to get <laughs> them sued by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I like the guy like Coyotes though. That's such a dope logo. Oh, best logo in the league. Period. Isha, anything you're upset about? Um, not, not really, to be honest. Uh, the chat's a little upset that Dallas is too high. Oh, wow. fuck that. Dallas Throw it up. I think I had Nashville. And Why, what, 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 happened, what happened to Dallas that made them a bad team? That's what I want to know. They have one of the most underrated young players on the come up in Robertson who should have won the Calder. That's hot take. Best second, canceled. They got the, they got the best second line in the NHL. Fucking Ben Sagan Pavelski. Filthy. Isn't those that is, maybe I'm no, confused on what the lines that's are. Where they, that's where their depth are. That's where their depth charts at right now. I mean, they who's got on the first line right now then? Marchment, uh, Rupe, and fucking Guriano. Marchment's on the first line. Holy fuck. Yeah. All right. That's something different. <laughs> we'll see. Bro, Chicago is stupid. Give them your next two first and a prospect. Fuck it. Let's roll. Oh my God, it's happening. Talking about the Kane trade to Minnesota. <laughs> that would be fun. All right, uh, I got to bounce. I'm sorry, guys. No hey. worries, buddy. Thank you so much for joining. Everyone, support yeah, 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 Back yeah. Channel Brewing. Follow hey, we'll them. Be, Drink be their soon. beer. And we'll see you yep. soon, buddy. Yep. Love you guys. Soda pot for the win. There you go. There you go. Back Channel Brewing for the love win. Josh. Let's go. Let's go. Absolutely love Josh. He He's a... He's a regular here on the Soda Pod. Uh, came to the Wild, 50% retained at the trade deadline for a 2028 seventh round pick. Resigns for four years league minimum, or resigns rather for four years league no, minimum. Everyone, public awareness. The hyphen is extremely important. Yes, please. In thank re-sign. you. Resign. They're totally different words. They mean the opposite. <laughs> if you don't put the dash, you don't put the hyphen, it's a different fucking word. Oh, the meme that Hoppy made, the Star Wars meme, was just absolutely Oh, that one that everyone was abusing? Yeah, that was That cool. one was great. That <laughs> one, I think, it made the rounds on Reddit, too. So, I mean, props hey, to you. Hey, there we go. Um, what else have we got? the only time I've ever mattered on Reddit. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the comments in one more segment after we start running it down here. Because we got a few more that came in. But uh, we'll put them on the shelf. We'll get right back to them. We're reading them all. Don't worry. And we'll address them on the stream in a moment again shout out to back channel brewing shout seventh avenue pizza northland vodka and to our newest partner better edge we're all wearing the the waggle swag and we'll continue to pump the 
up and show off the amazing gear that Travis most of us are most of us haven't been most of us, except for z but hey someone stole boston, it right off his head boston's so. a dangerous place yeah there you go <laughs> but uh our newest partner Useless. better edge we got a promo code that you can use hoppy what do our users get from using the promo code when they use better edge some kind of sign up bonus just go to better edge use the promo code soda pod and you'll get something there you go there next, you go. next new time partners. i'll probably be more brushed up on this new partners so we're we just want to start pumping them here on the stream and it's fitting since we're giving our picks so let us know what your picks are as well i see some of them are in the chat integrity farms gave his final pick for this division so we'll dive into that when we get into the next comment segment here on stream again shout out to everyone who's joining us live here whether it's on twitter whether it's on youtube i advise everyone on twitter though to migrate over to youtube like the video drop in our uh, live chat here, vote in our poll question, and let us know whether it's in the live chat or after this stream. If you like us doing these live streams, maybe we'll, we will do a few more this season, but let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. Travis, you got the wild at number one. I know you were just swooning about them in a little bit in the intro here, but the only one out of all of us who have them winning the central, I mean, it's a possibility, but make your argument here. Uh, my argument is I think the Avalanche are worse. Um, I think they, well, the Landeskog injury, I don't know what that's going to mean, but I think that's a big, I think that's a big injury. I don't know how long he's going to be out. I don't know if they've said, but, um, rough timeline, but I think him being out is a big miss. I think Kadri being moved is, is also a big miss. I think they've, with those two, there's a grit aspect, and then I think it's just the Stanley Cup hangover. I think they're just going to have a little bit of a Stanley Cup hangover um, from the previous year. I just don't think they're going to come in like guns blazing like they did. They kind of had something to prove. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to play the same way. Um, and I think the Wild are kind of in that boat where they feel like they have something to prove now. I, I will preface that I think, I mean, Rossi's got to be a stud if he's not. If he's not everything everybody's ever hoped he would be, then the Wild aren't there. Um, I don't like to say that the whole season hinges on that guy, but like I kind of think it does. Um, I think he's got to be, he's got to be that guy. Yeah, man, top centers everything, and he's the Wild have been waiting so long to have one who they can really call a bona fide and solidified top center. What's up, Poppy? Yeah, but if he's there, I mean, I think I think the Wild. Oh, pointing to Addison. So two just, players. Yeah, I was just pointing yeah, to the yeah. Addison jersey saying that he and Boldy alone are going to fix the power play and it's going to make a huge difference for the team. Um, I don't know about passing the avalanche because although I do agree that they've taken a step back, like obviously losing Kadri is huge. This team still has Nathan McKinnon, who is an absolute lunatic. He will accept nothing below greatness. And I think... I don't know how you argue that this team doesn't have the best blue line in the NHL. It's absolutely insane, the talent that they have on defense. Their goaltending's a little suspect, but, I mean, let's be real. Did Kemper really do shit for them en route to winning the Stanley Cup? I don't no. think so. They no. got some okay young players that have a chance to prove themselves. Isha, you've got one of your island boys. I obviously am very excited to see Myers from the Gophers have a chance to play this year. I just, like, I don't think they'll be nearly as good as last year, but I think they've got enough firepower to make it through and still be the best team in the division. Yeah, shout out to Alex Newhook, by the way. Hey, yo. 
from uh, the other island out east, but developed on Vancouver Island. So there you go. There you go. Got to mention Vancouver Island while I still can. I, I got to lead in, Isha, with you being the biggest Nashville Predators crusher, and you have them the lowest in your rankings. Why? I mean, it's. I guess that's a first day since we've been doing these rankings here on the Soda Pod. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. They haven't gotten much better. Uh, they have. They've been kind of that team that's been fringe playoff since they made their run and lost against Pittsburgh Penguins. Which, by the way, Hoppy, you you made a futures bet on that one, didn't you? Which one now? It was a Pittsburgh and Nashville. I made a few. That was the first big futures bet. Uh, oh, in the Stanley Cup. Oh. Yeah, that I made, and it was on yeah. Nashville. And I had incredible odds, and I was absolutely gutted, which is why I'm a little salty towards the Penguins now for life. But anyways, I just don't think that they address the roster enough to compete with the teams as we see here in the division. I think Winnipeg is still the real deal. I think Dallas is still a solid team. I think the blues showed that, and I was critical of the blues last year that they're still damn good. And the wild, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling the dice on them and I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to be just as competitive as they showed. They could be last year for most of the, the season. They were two, three, they were up there in the division, at least making a name for themselves. Can Flurry can can he be can he be that guy? I know on the Soda Pod podcast, I'm less than complimentary towards him compared <laughs> to the rest of the Minnesota Wild Market. But uh, I, I I still think that uh, I still think that the Wild are good enough to be up there, and that Nashville. It's not that they're a bad team, you know. I have them above the bad teams in this division, but I just think the Stars are better. I think Winnipeg's better, and as much as Wild fans will hate for me to say, I think the Blues are better. How, how can you not like an offseason where you add Ryan McDonough for nothing and add Nino Niederreiter for nothing? Uh, I mean, McDonough's going to help them, but they lost Ellis potentially forever. They lost Ellis before last season, so oh, I don't yeah, see why that's relevant. Different. That's totally right. Oh, and guess what? I'm the Flyers gave up assets for him, and they lost him forever too, so that sounds even dumber. Yeah, that's that's crazy, Chuck Fletcher. But I don't. I'm just I'm just not as optimistic, man. I'm more confident with based on what. Dallas oh, you don't you don't think Saros is good anymore, do you? <laughs> Saros is the best part and the the only reason to tune into. Me. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm, I'm strangely still confident with Winnipeg, and the Blues surprised me last year. I think they still got it this year. Okay, Travis, any rankings you see here that piss you off? Like anyone you want to call out? I don't know the Blues over the Wild Z. I don't know what that's. I don't know how do we how do we get there? Outside of that, they have our number in the playoffs. So how do we how do we get yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, we're talking regular season here, not playoffs. If we're going playoffs, I'm putting the Wild at like six. You throw it to me now. Yeah, give it. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I just look at the Blues, and again, it's the same thing I said with like the Oilers and the Flames. I just think it's more established, and there's more um kind of a solidified idea of what that roster looks like for me like i do think there's a world where the wild finish second and challenge for first in the division because the colorado didn't get that much better but um or they didn't really get better um but i look at the blues and i love that top six uh kairu and thomas both had their breakout seasons last year um and for me i think the wild absolutely have enough to say that they could be better um for me it's just they have too many ifs and not enough certainty for me like you're banking on rossi kind of fitting in right away which i think he absolutely can 
you're doing the same thing with Addison. You're doing the same thing with Flurry with a full season. Um, and you're saying that he's definitely not going to fall off a cliff. So um, I just, for me, I think I have more certainty in what the Blues have. So I kind of just went with that. But it's like neck and neck. It's not like, um, you know, I wouldn't say that they're clearly above Minnesota. I mean, plus, like, if you want to look at, the history of how they've been playing against each other last like three years. St. Louis has absolutely slaughtered the wild. Like I think the wild may have won two or three games the last three years against St. Louis. Um, and like they get shit pumped too. So, but you don't like, have to win those games to be higher in the standings. Right. So that's, I mean, like, again, I'm just saying I, I, there's a little more certainty with what the blues have. I love Bushnavish. I love Thomas. I love Cairo. Um, and O'Reilly's still O'Reilly. The questions will be yeah. on that back end. Can Krug kind of bounce back? Can Nick Letty, I guess, be as good as everyone in, in here says he is? I don't <laughs> think so, but. Uh, oh, you wow. Know, you wait until Josh outside. leaves to say that, coward. Well, like, I, everyone was, like, pumping Nick Letty's tires, and I was like, what the fuck are we talking I, I about? I thought he looked pretty good in the playoffs. He was on one leg. He didn't look good in the playoffs. The fucking Wild looked, looked terrible. The Wild were so bad. Well, they let him walk in all by himself, and then he scored from 77 feet away. So I'm not talking about um, his goal. Jesus. <laughs> well, like, what did he do? No, I, I, I thought he did a pretty good job playing a shutdown role in that series. Obviously, we didn't do enough I don't to think there was him. much to shut down. I don't think there was much on Minnesota to shut sure, down. Sure, but you can't blame him for not having much to play against. Yes, we looked fine because no one did shit for Minnesota. Okay, but I don't, well, I don't attribute that to Nick Letty. I don't feel like Nick Letty really <laughs> shut down Minnesota. I think they just sucked. Fair, fair. And um, I'm, I'm the lowest on the Blues, so I'll, I'll chime in because uh, I'll be honest. Like, come playoff time, they're probably my number two team here if they make the playoffs. But regular season, this is a team that last year none of us thought very highly of. Like, no one expected the Blues to be a top three team by and large in our rankings, and. This is a team that lost a little bit of their depth. They lost a couple of their forwards. I think that losing Huso is a big deal for this team because I think Bennington, he's a gamer. He can play in the playoffs. I don't think he can carry the load for the whole regular season. Guy's a fucking lunatic. He's a nut job. He's going to fight half the teams he plays. I'm worried about what that does. I'm worried about getting the big paydays for Thomas and Kairou. And I think a lot of their players are big-time playoff gamers that – in the regular season, it's really hard to maintain that level of play for an 82-game season. Could they easily embarrass me here? Absolutely. But they're the ones that I'm the least confident in of that middle group because I honestly think it goes from the Wild through the Blues in my rankings. Wild, Stars, Predators, Jets, and Blues, they could finish in any order in my mind. I think that what, Chicago what, and Arizona the Dallas, suck. The Dallas love. Why? What? What is going on? Dude, I... Obviously, love Ottinger. I'm a little worried about what the coach might do to him, but I think that their forward group, their first line, is a top four or five first line in the league when things are clicking. I think they've got one of the best defensemen in the league in Haskinen. I think their blue line, by and large, isn't that bad. I think they're pretty decent, and I don't think that losing Klingberg is that big of a deal, except for the hit on the power play, which I think Haskinen can fill. I... I just believe in the group that they had last year. I don't know why people were so down on them. And I do think that like outside of maybe one or two seasons, DeBoer makes the playoffs. DeBoer does not miss the playoffs. He's a good coach. He's a fucking weird dude. And he definitely has some strange approaches, 
but I think some of the things that he does fit in pretty well with the skill sets that he has here. But so I, I mean, believe. you look at, I, I think the is a good coach too, but like what teams did he take to the playoffs that you're like, yeah, there's no fucking way Vegas Vegas was fucking unbelievable when he took over. Like, San Jose was still unbelievable when he took over. I don't there. think that like, Devils team was unbelievable. What was that fucking ten years ago? <laughs> I, I, do you really think the San Jose team was unbelievable? Yes, they literally, they absolutely were. <sighs> they fell off. Everyone's like now, like clouded with how bad they've been the last two years. That team was fucking. So unreal. I'm not saying they weren't a good team. No, no, I'm just no. saying I don't think that they were the best team in the West. Okay, sure, but they were definitely top three, which, like, at that mm-hmm. point, any coach can take a team to a fucking Stanley Cup if you're a top three team. Mm-hmm. I think bounces go Like, I don't think DeBoer makes a big difference. And, like, I just don't believe in Dallas. I think they have one line. Sagan and Ben both are pretty much washed at this point. Ben, you're, you're for sure. On, I think Sagan can do okay. I think I he think can do okay. He's not $9.5 million, Tyler Sagan. <laughs> I'm not saying that their payment is appropriate. But I just don't like even last year he was a little bit better and he really didn't do anything. Like he said things were like 17 goals or something, but they didn't I mean like he didn't really do anything in the playoffs. It's literally hints. It's uh what's his face? Oh, they're, they're, no, their first line is sick. I agree. Like that that group is very, very good, but I just so don't see anyone even a little bit close. Like a like, little bit close. I, I think line. guys like Marshmont, Gurianov. Like, I think Marchment benefited from Florida, Like though. I think they're all decent middle six guys. I think Marchment was really good last year playing in Florida, where he pretty much was just fed tap ins that he could beat people up. So we'll see that. We'll see what line he plays on in Dallas, I guess, who his line mates are. But like, I don't see him repeating yeah. that. Like, I don't think that contract's good at all. That's a bad contract. I don't think the contract's good. I think the player's good. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good player. I just don't see him being a massive difference maker for Dallas. Like, and I think Nashville got better with Niederreiter and uh, uh, McDonough, and I think they have the best goaltender in the division. That's, that's the one that worries me. I'm being honest. Like, I think Nashville could be better than I have them, and, like, I have them as a playoff team right now. I think they could easily finish the number two team in the division with what yeah. they have. And yeah. Isha is the one that crushes on them. Soros. Soros will win them the division. <laughs> Uh, Isha, why do you think that the Coyotes are going to be better than the Blackhawks? Uh, that one, honestly, was just... That's just... crazy, I'll be honest. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they Absolutely literally just signed insane. the worst might... goalie in the league. <laughs> they might be I, the worst team on the planet. <laughs> I think that will be their only win. Like, their only little win at the end of the season. The organization goes, well, we at least were better than the team that everybody hates. And that's our only little storyline. That's it. I think the weird thing here is that like the top three teams from last year, the avalanche, the wild and the blues on paper have gotten worse in the off season. You look at teams like the jets who really haven't changed much, but they've got a new coach. So who knows what happens there? Predators have gotten better stars, arguably probably got a little worse. Like this is a weird division this year where any of these teams can kind of funnel anywhere. Yeah, and I'll, I'll oh, be wait. honest. Even though I think the Wild, even though I think the Wild can be the top team, they do. I mean, they have a lot of ifs. I mean, I think V said it. They have maybe the most ifs uh, of some of these teams on this. A lot list. of ifs. They just have. I think you know, it's a gambling scenario. I think they have the highest upside. So it's just mm. 
can they can they hit it? That's going to be the question. Yeah, and like I, like you said, like I I they they have probably the most ifs that you're banking on, but I feel pretty comfortable betting on a lot of those ifs. You know, but it's still like the yeah. only reason I put St. Louis there is I've seen it from them. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we're wondering, we're hoping and assuming Rossi can do it. I think he can. Yeah, I think the kid's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Addison can do it. And I think say, say more nice things about Addison, here. please. Yeah, he's a stud. Uh, I would like they're all comfortable bets. They're just still ifs. So that's the only reason I put them three. My, uh, my but, biggest if is like, what do we think Flurry can carry the load? I think that defense can mitigate a lot of problems still. I still like that defense a lot. How much do you attribute the struggles last year with picking him up at the end of the year and the team not knowing how to play in front of him? I mean, I think it's the first time in how how long has he been playing? Fucking 15 years. The first time he's ever changed teams midseason. He went from one of the worst teams on the planet to going to Minnesota. There's a lot of adjustment there, obviously. And right. I mean, again, that team like fell apart on him on numerous occasions, especially like trying to kill penalties was an absolute problem. And well, because he's like just fundamentally different than Talbot, right? Yeah. Well, that was the thing. That was yeah. the thing. When 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 he like when some of the rebounds would go would go off, that's his game as well. So, like Hoppy said, fundamentally different, and the players did not react well at times. Like they wouldn't even go after some of the pucks, and they, like it was just such a mess at times where the defense broke down. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think he he's an adjustment for sure for the team and vice versa. That was not a. You could see the discord there, like right out the gate. There was some miscommunication for sure. I have one question, Isha. Yo, you said Winnipeg still, they still got it. At one point, did they have it? Because <laughs> they've never had it. They had it in when, when they lost to the startup Vegas Golden Knights. That's when they had. They've it. They've <laughs> literally been absolutely heinous since then. That team fucking stinks. I think their top six is filthy, and I think they have a top five-ish goaltender. I think they're still hard to play against. And yes, okay, they maybe they're maybe you're right. They did lose it. But I think they've still they, been they had it in 2018. <laughs> I feel they like they're still they've anything. still been they haven't given it all up. Okay, since since their defense can... was shredded and they've been trying to get back to that point, they've still been relatively hard to play against. They still kind of knocked on the door, which a lot mean? of people, which a lot of people haven't. What do you mean though? They're still hard to play against. They lose every Rel- fucking game. Relatively, relatively hard to play against. How I feel like last year there was there was a lot of upsets. There's a lot of upset games that uh, that we watched too, where we thought that Winnipeg would be absolutely absolutely trounced and they were able to still put up a pretty good fight. They're still, you know, mid pack of this division. And I think they're going to honestly surprise us a little bit this year with some of the changes, especially the coaching change. Blake Wheeler would would physically dominate. They just took the captaincy away from Blake Wheeler. The one guy that got people that was like, he signed there. He was the only one that did a long-term deal there and he didn't leave. And that's when people started signing there. No, dude, they took the captaincy away. He wants out. He's already literally said, I want to leave. I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> Honestly, the only I'm looking at my picks right now. The only one that I might be really, really wrong on is Nashville. I, I will I will say right now, Z, let's revisit this at the end. I think Winnipeg, they 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 finish higher than Nashville. I think and I've been high on Nashville for a while. I just I just do not see it. I do not see it. Sure. The maybe one year they get better, you're like, Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. And <laughs> The stars, 
I mean, I don't think they're as bad as you're making them out to be either. But yeah, I think Winnipeg surprises uh, surprises both of them in uh, in how they finish in the division. All right, before I we throw some so comments up here, Travis, do you have any like who's the one team that you worry about that could like surprise and be like the number one team in this division outside of the Avalanche and the Wild for you? Uh, Nashville. I, I worry. I would worry about Nashville. I think they made some good additions defense, and I think defensively, like, I think that's where like a surprise starts. Is like you got to be tough to play against, tough to score goals against. I think they're gonna. I think they've made some improvements there. I wouldn't be surprised to see them making some noise. Z, did you have any last thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I think the only surprise could possibly be Nashville. I don't think it happens, but. Um... It's possible, I'd say. But other than that, I think it's a, another division where, like, that top is pretty set. Um, with Nashville being the only only team that could possibly surprise and overtake any of those top three teams. But I just, like, I still don't see it really happening. Um, yeah, unlike the Atlantic, where it, it could just be a crapshoot as far as how the order ends, this one might be a little bit more solidified, especially after... We see the start of the season and how, how it plays out. All right, let's get back to the comments here. As we People have been commenting quite a bit since we started this segment, and I absolutely hey. love it. Hey, Travis, uh, shout out yeah. Castle Danger, because I know last time you came on, this is what you were yeah. reading. Maple still, Marzen, they just released in cans, and it's like one of my favorite beers that they've done. I have not seen that one. Get it. Or if you like that style of beer, obviously. I do, yeah, we'll get it. Integrity Farm. He's given us his final prediction as well for the Central Division. Minnesota number one, Colorado two. Oh fuck, he's with Isha. He's got Arizona over Chicago. <laughs> there we get. go. Um, here's a good question: Do we think that Dallas signs Robertson by opening night? That's a big caveat for me. If he's not with the team opening night, I'm just catapulting the stars down to six. Yeah, he's an he's an absolute stud. Less again, more Ben. Uh, appreciate it, friendly neighborhood wild fan. Um, hey, they, I asked the as we were talking there, I asked the stream if they liked, uh, or I asked the chat rather if they liked these streams, and they said the YouTube baby, keep them coming. So we'll do more of these for you guys as well. Is Addison sticking with fifty nine? Seems like a shitty choice. You shut awesome your man. dirty mouth, Sean. It's a great <laughs> choice. I actually hope he changes his number because then, like the people that rock around with his like number two jersey. I'll have the OG jersey, and I'll, that's how you can tell who got in early versus who just jumped on as soon as he was good. So I don't mind that, but 59 is such a baller number. I love it. Uh, Jake Gensel, shout out. <laughs> uh, rusty as fuck. What's going on, buddy? Doer, baby. <laughs> Squirt a shorty. Minnesota ran hot last year and had a surprisingly large percentage of their goals with the goalie pulled. Doesn't seem sustainable, and they lost seventy to, lost a seventy to eighty point player. Wild are number three in Sean's opinion. Agreeing with Z here. Uh, anyone want to rebuttal? Okay, I think Wild could go as low as five or six, just depending on how things shake out. Yeah, I don't disagree with that either. Uh, friendly neighborhood wild fan again shout out to you again we appreciate you joining us throughout this entire stream what do you guys think boldy's next contract looks like does garen extend him mid-season does he get a bridge deal eight by eight just curious what you guys' thoughts are on this is i know he won't get eight 
eight, just throwing it out there as an example. Uh, Z, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think they have to do a bridge deal just because they've also talked about how the salary cap's going to jump like 10 million in the next couple of years. So right. I think you just buy time for the cap to go up. Uh, give them that bridge deal three by, I don't know, whatever. But uh, I think you just buy time for, first of all, those Suter and Parise cap hits to go away. Because, um, I mean, they're bad for three this year and then two more years, and then it's just like a million and a half or something each, or total for a couple of years. Um, so I think you just bridge until that cap's projected to go up, and then uh, you kind of give him the bag. Plus, give him another couple of years to prove that he's um, – you know, a guy that can put up a point per game, which I think he absolutely can because he's unbelievable. But I, I mean, I think it's a bridge deal, and they try to get the AAV as low as possible. But at the same time, you want that kid to get paid because you want him to uh, to know that you you think he should get paid. So yeah, that they value him. I'll be curious what the number is though. Well, Z, I'm I'm curious too because you've watched way more of Boldy than any of us because you watched him with the the Iowa Wild, you watched him in college, like. What do you think the future is for Boldy with this team? Like, is he here to drive a second scoring line, or is he a guy that you eventually see playing with Kaprizov? He definitely could play with Kaprizov. I think he can also drive play himself too. Um, you know, everyone the big knock on him for whatever reason when people well, there was his draft year the year after uh, was like the skating thing, but he's one of those players that doesn't really need to be the fastest kid on earth to make the plays that he makes. And not only that, he's, like, excellent defensively. So I think if you, like, if he hits his ceiling, you're looking at a kid that profiles, like, peak Mark Stone. So um, whether that's on your first or second line doesn't really kind of depends how the rest of the prospects shake out, I think. But, um, you know, I think if he's your guy on that first line that you're looking at for points, you know, I think he's – like a, that projects as like a point per game type player. So, uh, but again, he's got the, like very high defensive impact as well. I think the, I mean, the kids are fucking unbelievable. Like he's so fucking good. Um, and he's sturdy can play. He gets to those hard areas too. He kind of just gives you a little bit of everything. Um, but you know, I think that's what you're looking at. If he, if he does hit his full potential, you're looking at peak Mark stone, um, which is never a bad thing. Z, does he have to play with somebody who's, who has speed. I agree. He doesn't need it personally himself, but like was playing with Fiala a huge, a huge benefit to him because he could push the pace a little or are you, do you think that's not relevant necessarily? Uh, I mean, I think that benefits like any line. Like, I don't think it was necessarily a thing where like, that's why Matt Boldy did what he did last season. I think, I, I think again, that probably benefits any line whatsoever but you know you look at down in the ahl he was playing with marco rossi who was also not necessarily some like burner too yeah. and yeah. they literally had the puck the whole time that they were on the ice and like that power play when it was those two out there it was a joke like they were fucking unbelievable yeah, control is unbelievable. yeah. It, like i think it's again like when he's on the ice especially with marco rossi too is also like an elite defensive forward at least in the junior ranks and he was very good in the AHL defensively too. But like, I think when they're out there, you look at the possession rates and they, that team has the puck the entire time that they're on the ice. And really you're not getting anything through the neutral zone. You're not getting anything defensively or like the other team's not getting anything offensively. You're stopping 
most of the fucking play in your own defensive zone. Those two are out there. So I think it would benefit because it gives you another element, but it's not necessarily like a requirement yeah. for him to be an impactful forward, uh, like having some guy that can burn. Because, um, again, the, him and Marco Rossi together, it's, it's so fun to watch, and they just dominate teams. Who's the ideal linemate for those two? <clears throat> That's a good question. I think Kaprizov could be so fun. Okay, like, in in the current environment though, where the first line's not getting touched supposedly, like who do you think if they're the third line, quote unquote, who should play with them? I want to see them give those two and then Tyson Jost. I want to see that line get a shot. Dude. Love like, it, love I hope it as well. I think this so whole good. podcast is for it. <laughs> that's three. That's three players who not only can give you offensive impact, but they're all three of them can kill penalties. They're very good defensively. Um, and that's so much skill on one time on one, one line too. Like, I think you just get all three zones. you get impacts in all three zones with those three on the ice. And they're just like, so fun to watch when they're going. Uh, Addison's putting up 40 points this year. Book it says Matthew. There you go. Hoppy. At least, uh, Travis <laughs> curious. Cause I don't know if like, again, baby, we're giving you the uh, benefit of the doubt. Don't know if you heard, but they are planning, at least as of now, to put Spurgeon and Brodeen together on the first pairing and then move Middleton with Dumba on the second pairing. Fan or not a fan? Uh, Middleton and Dumba on the second pair, so you're splitting up Dumba and Brodeen. Um, I don't know. I got to be honest. I mean, I'm not the biggest Dumba fan in the world. I think that Brodeen has made Dumba look a lot better than he is personally, defensively, let's say at least, at least at that. I think Brodeen's skating ability and his defense first mentality covers up a lot of Dumba's bad decision-making. Um, and I just think that hasn't been seen yet. Now, whether, Middleton or, or who is it? Spurgeon was it Middleton who's playing with Dumba right now? Yeah, Middleton with Dumba and Spurgeon and Brodeen are gonna be playing together. Yeah, I don't I don't love that. Honestly, I don't love that. Isha think, Z, any thoughts? Uh, I mean I'm fine with it. Like I think Middleton and Spurgeon after a few games they were really good together, but I'm intrigued by Brody and playing with Spurgeon. I think that kind of frees him up a little bit too, but um, I love Matt Dumba. I know a lot of people don't for some reason, but um, I don't know. I got, I think I don't know if it'll work as well as the other pairings that they had, but I really want to see just something different. Like I don't think you can continue to do the same thing year after year and expect it just to magically change and get better. So I'm intrigued to see what it at least looks like. And I think Dumba and Middleton could just fucking hammer guys too. Um, and again, like free up Brody from so much of the defensive responsibility that he has had, even though I do think Dumba is a better defensive player than he gets credit for. I think he just is super like, with the shit that he does, it either looks unbelievable or if he makes a mistake, it looks really bad. So like it feels like it happens more often than it really does, but at the same time, like I think he's I think he's more than more than fine defensively. Um, I think it's just again when you play the way that he plays, when you make a mistake, it probably gonna end up in the back of the net or at least result in a very dangerous chance against. But I'm intrigued by it just to see what it looks like. Um, 
Because again, I, I just want to see something different. If they really want to get better and actually make it past the first round, they can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. What's the thought there? Do we do we think? Do we think that they think Spurgeon has like this lot higher offensive ceiling or something? Or what is the? Is it just to change things up? Or what's the what's the thought with that? I think it frees both Spurgeon and Brodine up from a lot of defensive stuff and then like i think it just kind of gives that second pair of Middleton and dumba a more like more of a role against like top lines or just lines that you need to grind down and then spurgeon and brodine aren't taking on as many of those hard minutes and can kind of play a freer game and maybe like open up a little bit on that side where they're not going against every single top line for every every shift every game um and i mean spurgeon does have a ton of ton of offense in there i mean he's been a consistent 40 50 point guy like his whole career so um i mean again i'm just intrigued by it to see what it looks like um because as you can see jodas brodin is my favorite player in the nhl so it'll be interesting (laughs) i love it and like z what's your opinion like who's the odd man out for this team right now because there's several forwards vying for the bottom six who doesn't make the roster, in your opinion, at least for opening night? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know because it all depends on, like, the health and stuff. Like, All right. I mean, health aside, then, let's let's just go off of, like, player ability. We know Greenway will not play. Someone's going to have to slot in there. Aside from that, how do you see things rolling out? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, again, the top line feels like it's pretty set. And then Greenway is out, so it kind of depends on who you feel can like fill in that spot on that line and with like a similar type of identity. Like I don't think it really worked Goudreau. necessarily when they tried Jost. It could work with Goudreau. I think right? Goudreau would be perfect for that. Yeah, and then that opens up the possibility for Jost, Boldy, Rossi. Um, and uh, again, as as mad as people seem to start getting at Brandon Duhame, I think the fourth line with the identity that Everson wants them to have. I think that he's probably on there with a guy like Connor Dewar. Um, so I don't, the odd man, I don't really know. Like, I really don't know, but. Um, Sounds like I you're guess. saying Steele's the odd man out. But I like <laughs> Sam Steele too. I think he's been really, I also like Sam Steele because people decided to shit on him before the season even fucking started. Uh, because people, people are, are stupid. People are stupid assholes. Um, and I can guarantee you anyone that was carving Sam Steele never watched a fucking Ducks game in their fucking life or never watched Sam Steele in junior when he was lighting it up with Regina. Oh, but Z, um, but Z, Yurov is garbage because he had no KHL points. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. We can all read a hockey <laughs> DB page, right? Like, <laughs> fucking unbelievable. There's so many morons out there that I don't even know why I consider reading half of their fucking tweets, but um but you do like, but you do yeah no i am somehow still reading them <laughs> fuck um i don't really know honestly like it, it, trying to figure out who the odd man out is so difficult with this lineup right now specifically because of those injuries and then just wondering who fits on, on that line with rossi and boldy um because yeah. i could see it being jost i could see it being steel um but who knows you, maybe Sam Steele is besides those two playing there i could see that i mean like we know how he how uh, Everson feels about Goudreau. Goudreau. Yeah. So, Goudreau could definitely be there. And like again, people are shitting on Goudreau. Goudreau had a fucking good year. I'm not <laughs> shitting on him. I, I so like my my stance at least. I want to hear what you guys think. 
there's a lot of regression candidates on this team. I'm actually on the train of thinking that Hartman is not going to regress. I think that he is a player that's been held back by situation. And now that he's playing with good players, I think he can thrive. I think Goudreau had the best year that he's ever going to have. That doesn't mean that he's going to regress like to a large degree, but I don't think he's ever going to reach or exceed what he did last year playing with Fiala and Boldy. I think he is an incredible bottom six defensive two-way type forward that can play really well on that G line in, you know, Greenway's place for the time being. And eventually end up being an incredible fourth line center between the Dewey brothers. But I don't think that he is what we've seen. I think he is going to regress. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Like he benefited greatly from the guys he was playing with for sure. So, um, but again, he also never really had a full-time look in the NHL before, before last season too. So who knows, but um, I mean, he, he was feels playing like regular candidate. minutes with Pittsburgh and with Nashville for Yeah, but he's never played a full season, though. Yeah. I think he had less than 100 games. Maybe he had a 100 games before last year in the NHL. I loved him in Pittsburgh, by the way. I was so pissed when they didn't yeah, resign him and he came to Minnesota. when he did play, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really liked him in Pittsburgh's bottom six. So, like, I'm not shitting on the guy. I like him as a player. I just don't think he's what we saw last year. That's all. I think, yeah, no, I think you're right. He's definitely a regression candidate just because he's not going to be playing. Well, if he's not, well, he's definitely not playing with Fiala, obviously. But like, if he's not playing with Boldy and Rossi, he's definitely like, like he's not going to put up those offensive numbers playing with Erickson, Eck, and Felino if that's where he starts the season while Greenway's out. And he's probably not going to stay there once Greenway's back. So definitely a regression candidate for sure. Yep. And I think we're winding down on the comments here a little bit. Uh, we do Travis, have some questions though. We do have a, we do have a few questions though. One of them is directed right. right at Hoppy. So I want, I want to get, Uh-oh. I want to sneak this in here before we uh, hang up the skates. Who scores more points this season, Addison or Phil Kessel? You're a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Sean, I, think, I think they both dominate. Sean asks us, uh, what do the wild do summer of 2025 when their effective cap goes from 70 million to 94 million, make a run at dry sidle Marner, perhaps that's a interesting, I don't know there's any way of trying to figure that out. Like I think so much <laughs> is going to change before then, like half this team will be gone by then too. Uh, I mean, we'll see what, at that point, what contracts with like Rossi and Boldy and Addison, what those look like too. Cause if they step in and light it up right away, you're going to have to pay them before 2025. Yeah, so for sure. Um, and this, I think was going back to the Boldy conversation, uh, friendly neighborhood wild fan. And again, shout out to you. You've been here since the start. We really appreciate the support. I think Garen should get in front of this before he has a full 82 game season. You guys don't feel the urgency in that regard. I don't know. I just think he's going to light it up this year and get the bag. So is that Boldy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but if he gets the bag, that's still a good thing. Like, if if it's a good problem, Boldy lights it up, then I want to pay the kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's more. Again, can we find just, a way to pay the kid, or do we you have to bridge him? You can't give him eight years right now. Like, you yeah. can't. There's no way of paying him what he's gonna demand. Like, I get the the urgency thing, but like, you there is no possible way unless you're definitely jettisoning half the fucking roster. Right. And uh, one more, so, qu- and then one more question here: When are they going to sign Nate Prosser again? 
Let's not rule it out ever. You know, it's always a possibility. <laughs> ah, Chuck Every Fletcher's season. not here, so that makes it tougher. <laughs> True. Um, all right, that's it for the questions. And I mean, Friendly Neighborhood Wild fans been commenting on all our conversation throughout this entire last segment here, as well Thank as Thank you, friend. Jeremy, Matt, who else do we have here? Tegrity Farms. I mean, we, we had some Rusty as fuck joining us again. I know Rusty was on some of our uh, Team USA live Yo. streams during the World Juniors. Uh, Travis, Travis, optimistic or pessimistic? Like, what's your last thought you want to get in on the wild that we have not addressed thus far? Uh, I don't know that I don't know if it's something that we haven't addressed. I mean, I'm optimistic. I'm very optimistic on the wild. Um, I do have question marks on Rossi because I haven't seen enough of his game yet. Like for me, I've seen him play like a couple, the couple stints he had in the NHL last year and a couple highlights in the A, um, some preseason stuff. I hear all the things. Um, I just, it's a bit, you know, second line center. He's got to be, he's got to produce and be defensive shutdown. It's a big role. I mean, that's a big that's a big role for an NHL forward. So for me, he's just the, he's the swing, he's the swing guy. I, I think he's the swing guy for this team is how he comes out and plays. Fair enough. Looks like the chat wants to do more streams like this, guys. And we're not going to do divisional breakdowns all season, obviously, but that maybe we'll do sense. some more live events. We'll do some watch-alongs. We'll do we'll do more of these for you guys on the YouTube channel. I know our YouTube channel right now, uh, we have some beer content and we have some clips from all the podcasts. But it looks like, you know, some of the regulars, they're really digging this right now. So I appreciate all the comments. Um, we did have a poll question that went on during the stream here in the youtube live chat uh last thing i'll ask you folks in the live chat here is let us know who you voted for in the poll question we are asking all of you what is the deepest and best nhl division going into the 2022-2023 season so those listening back to this on the podcast let us know on social media at the soda pod um get in touch with us let us know what you think the best division is and let us know what you thought of our picks look at that integrity farm saying metro division more streams rusty nails was saying the stream was nails tonight look at that look at that <laughs> boom travis anything coming up for waggle golf and everyone get your waggle on.com Check it out, whether you want the Topo Loon hoodie that he's repping, the Loon hat, the, of course, Bird Dog hat. We got the trees. I don't even remember what it's called. Travis obviously knows what it's called. Isha's got the palm tree. Z got robbed. Anything you want, <laughs> get your waggleon.com immediately before it all sells out. Yeah, no, thanks for, thanks for that. The only thing I would plug is we have this uh, interesting event going on, um, not this coming Thursday, but <laughs> next, next Thursday at Loggers Trail uh, Golf Course in Stillwater, Minnesota. So we're doing a 24-hour hole-in-one challenge, and for every ball we hit during the 24 hours, we're going to donate a dollar to Special Olympics Minnesota. Um, it's, like, open to the public. We're hoping to have some sponsors there and kind of make it fun. But you can come, pay 50 bucks to hit balls for an hour at the hole. If you win, if you hit one, you get $500 in unlimited waggle apparel. Um, if wow. you don't, then it's just a donation to Special Olympics. So kind of a fun thing based on a, based on a tweet that was, uh, if you had <laughs> 24 hours, if you had 24 hours to hit unlimited balls at any hole, at any part three, 
of your choice. Uh, that's not what it said originally, Travis. It just no said any it. course. It said any course, and I'm going to Can Can Wonderland. Any course. Okay, all right. Sorry. Mini golf, <laughs> I guess, was uh, not. Because I've had like three hole in ones at Can Can Wonderland. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that's we kind of went off and we decided let's see if we can actually hit one in kind of like this uh, abbreviated version of that tweet. So. Um, it'll be fun. I'll be awake for a long time and uh, probably cold, but it'll be it'll be fun. So if you guys have a chance to get out at the loggers trail, it'd be great. Look at that. Better late than never. Derek jumps in the live stream here saying I too voted for the Atlantic. Metro will still be tough. Overall, all East seems to add talent while most Western Conferences teams seem to stay the same or let talent go. Shout out to you, Derek, for joining. Thanks for liking the video and jumping in the live chat. And again, uh, Travis, that sounds amazing. And you know how big of a fan I am of your guys' products. Even before you jumped on as a partner on the Soda Pod, even before we uh, had some beers together and hung out in Minnesota, I mean, I think it's just unbelievable what you guys have built there during such a crazy time that was, you know, the pandemic the last two, three years as well. And to see that you guys are just growing at the rate that you are seeing, seeing how busy you are, you know, family stuff aside, just with work. I mean, I, I kind of want to feel bad for you at times, but then I'm just like, no, it's, it's just, it just means the company's growing. And so I have to feel, you know, happy for you guys there. Well, I moved into the new office. I know that was such a, that was such a necessity, something you guys needed to do um, the last time we connected. So happy to see that everything's just humming, man. And anything, you know, that we can do to continue to support Waggle Golf, um absolutely you know we will do that i mean i've been even like i said making some sales for you guys via my personal channel <laughs> on youtube as well so i got your says. logo so i says. got your logo no no i got waggles logo i even have to check mark on youtube that i'm uh that i'm promoting a brand or else they they don't they don't even want to push the content so um you know just just wanted you know i cannot thank you enough for jumping on as a partner with us joining us on this live stream joining us on the podcast lost episodes and ones that were published and for uh you know and hooking us up with all this great apparel hashtag waggle in the wild right yeah, oh no, we, my god you, that's man. amazing appreciate it. i appreciate you guys for sure <laughs> All right. Um, last couple comments here. Ba, 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 ba. I live in the black hole. That is iOS. I fortunately cannot make it, but you probably can still support Waggle Golf, my friend. Jeremy is out later, guys. Skyuma. Uh, I'm simply glad you turn uh topography into a style. You earn some geography cred uh from this. <laughs> From a from a high school geography teacher. Perfect. Thank you very much, Derek. Uh, Z, uh, churning out highlight clips on Twitter while on live stream. What an absolute <laughs> stuff! Look at the guy never takes a night off. I absolutely love it. Yes, the Wilder playing right now, and I see that uh, you know the chat was was lighting up. You know, holy fuck, Faber's having a night. So, I think uh, we'll we'll leave the wild crowd to continue to watch the game here on the live stream. Um, hit us up wherever you get your podcast from folks. We will post this in probably multiple episodes, one, two, hell, maybe even four episodes. We're, we're still figuring that out, but you'll be able to watch rewatch any of this full stream on YouTube. We'll split it up also on YouTube. Uh, like subscribe. We really appreciate it. We'll do more of these streams, these type of streams, maybe even just Q and A's and just, you know, community member streams where we just, throughout watch alongs during wild games or not just hop on and hang out with everyone who supports our podcast again itunes and apple podcast 
Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find it. And we really appreciate everyone who's been on this live stream the whole night. And that's included, you know, Z, Travis, and Hoppy. And the support we've had this summer going into the season has been amazing. So I really appreciate it. Hoppy, am I missing anything? Am I missing anything here? I think we're good, man. Shout out 7th Avenue Pizza, Waggle Golf, of course, Back Channel Brewing, and Better Edge. And Northland Vodka, Mark Parrish sends his regrets that he couldn't join. We'll bring him back on the podcast very soon. And we had a great interview with Mark. It's uh, it's one of those evergreen interviews. It was, it was a pleasure for me and Hoppy really to just have a candid conversation with Mark. It is on our YouTube channel. So that is more incentive to like and subscribe. With that, signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside State of Hoppy, Spokesy, Travis Baker. Not Barker, folks. I know, I know. We didn't get the Blink-182 drummer on, but we had the next best thing. We good, boys? We good. good. Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild. <laughs>